Hello and welcome to Co-OpCast, a podcast about cooperative board games with your hosts, Peter Gusis and Michael Kelly. Hi, I'm Peter and today I'm here with no one. Now don't worry, we're not changing Co-OpCast format and we are still going to stay on schedule. We will be releasing episodes every other Sunday, but I figured I'd give you a little bonus content in between episodes just because I've been thinking a lot about first impressions in board games lately, and it's partially because we're doing some development work on our next project. You know, thinking a lot about it, it's really important to have an amazing first impression. And why is that? Well, because there's so many hundreds of games being released every month, so many thousands of games being released every year that you really have to stand out and present something either new for them or at least accessible for new players to get into and make them want to come back for a second and third time. Now don't get me wrong, long-term replayability is super important as well, and we'll get that into another one of these design discussions. But really that first impression, if that's not there, no one's going to see your replay value. Nobody's going to see your complexity that you built into the game. And I'll give a perfect example. Uh, The first example I want to go through is Salvation Road. It's a cooperative game we developed that Cooperative gamers love it. Solo gamers love it. The problem is for new gamers, it's really hard to get into. Or someone who's on the fence about it, who plays it one time, it has a really high cognitive load. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of decisions available to the player at one time. They have to pay attention to a lot of different things. And so what happens is people tend to focus on one or two different aspects for their first time playing the game. All right, I'm just going to focus on moving, gathering some stuff, bringing it back to the compound. Well, that's great. And it's a good way to start, but if you play that way, the game is going to beat you every time. You really have to understand how the resources work and how you can use them to your advantage. You really have to understand how you can get rid of marauders or how you can mitigate the damage you're taking at locations. All these are things that hardcore gamers and co-op gamers really like to get into and dig into a game 5, 10, 15 times. And they really like discovering and unlocking these things for themselves. But if we had introduced things slower, I think more casual gamers would have gotten into the game and really built in complexity with the game. And let me give another example is Pandemic Legacy. I think it does it perfectly. So the way Pandemic Legacy works, it starts with a very simple core foundation of Pandemic, which is a very simple game, eight total actions in the game, very easy to learn game for new players, and then it layers complexity on top of it. In fact, before you even start playing Pandemic Legacy, It tells you, use this game as a basic game of Pandemic, play it four or five times if you've never played before, learn the core rules, and then we're going to introduce complexity. And I think if we had done that originally with Salvation Road, it would have been more successful in that casual market. Now we've gone back and retroactively made intro scenarios and basic scenarios, so players can go back and start at an easier level. What we found is that players don't necessarily like to go back and reduce the difficulty. So you almost need to really start at a baseline difficulty and increase difficulty from there. So that first impression, again, if a new player is playing Salvation Road for the first time and they don't have that experience they were looking for, they're not necessarily going to go back, dig deeper, and try to find new strategies to beat it. They may just give up on it and move on to the next game. Another example I wanted to use was Fantasy Flight Games. Fantasy Flight Games, for a long time, was known for releasing games that had one or two rules problems to them, and then fixing it with an expansion. Now, 
the market has changed a little bit. There is a lot of other games that come out, and I don't think Fantasy Flight does this anymore, but one thing they still do is they come out with games like Mansions of Madness, which is a great game, but does have limited replayability to it. You can only play it five or six times because they want each of those experiences to be unique and really drag you into the theme. And so they still add to the game with expansions because the game is not going to have unlimited replayability, and they didn't design it that way. And so... If that first game experience isn't good enough, though, nobody's going to buy those expansions. So making a first impression as designer should be really our first goal. And the last game I want to talk about is Dark Dealings. It's another game we designed that's out for a reprint right now. And what we decided to do for the reprint is actually update the rules to make the game more friendly for first-time players. So the game did very well, obviously, or it doesn't get a reprint, right? That's number one. So if your game never does well, you never really get a chance to fix it. So make sure it's good the first time you you make it. And Dark Dealings is a great game, and people love it the way it is. But to make it more accessible to a broader audience, we've actually tweaked a couple of the rules to make it more friendly and easier to get into. And so sometimes you do get a second chance to make a first impression, But really, you have to get lucky and strike gold on that first time. And we did that with Dark Dealings, and it let us go back and actually tweak those rules. And you see it not only in Dark Dealings, but you've seen it in Viticulture. has come out with a second edition, now an essential edition. So there are other games that can strike gold, but there has to be something there in the base game, in that first game, in people's first impressions, that will bring them back to get them interested in playing it again. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to me ramble for a couple of minutes here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If not, we will be back to our normal content next week. So thanks for listening to another episode of Co-op Cast, Design Discussion. Thanks for joining us on Co-op Cast. We'll be back in two weeks to discuss another great cooperative board game. Until then, please review us on iTunes. And feel free to follow us on Twitter at MVP Board Games or email us at MVPBoardGames at gmail.com.